Welcome to another episode of Search News You Can Use with me, Dr. Marie Haynes. This week has been crazy in terms of SEO. Um, as you are probably aware, there was a very large algorithm update by Google, probably one of the biggest that I've ever seen in um, 10 years of studying SEO. This is a really, really big update. So I'm going to talk about that update at the end of this recording. I'm going to make you... Uh, wait to hear my thoughts on on this update. I have written a post on it. Uh, if you Google August 1st Google update, you'll probably find my post there. Um, but I'm going to give you some of my thoughts on this update. And we'll talk about a few other things that uh, are important to know if you're in the SEO space. So first, um, Google has announced that uh, there are now Google SOS Red Alerts. Uh, this was announced on the Search Liaison Team, which is Danny Sullivan's Twitter account for uh, announcing Google-related things. And I, I felt like Google was doing this before, but I think they've just sort of stepped it up a little bit more, that uh, if there is some type of a crisis in your area, you may see some red alerts in the Google search results. I know I'm getting uh, alerts for thunderstorms, um, severe thunderstorms. I think that that's something that's been going on for a while though. Although it's funny, Google hasn't got it figured out. They think that because I'm in Canada, I want French alerts on thunderstorms, which is kind of weird. Anyhow, that's. Uh, I don't think that that's something that uh, we have to really take care of in, uh, you know, as far as SEO goes, but it's something to know about. Um, the new Search Console Index Coverage Report has been updated. And if you go into Search Console, you'll see that there's a notification on uh, the Index Coverage Report that says Google Update or Search Update. And that's confusing because it doesn't mean that there was an algorithm update at that time, but rather that they just updated the Search Console interface. Uh, and so I know John Mueller is aware of that, and they're talking about maybe changing the way that that's displayed because it is um, kind of annoying. I've had some clients that are um, having some trouble getting their sitemap information to update in Search Console, and it seems that uh, as of this morning that was fixed. So if you're having some buggy stuff going on with Search Console, it looks like they've pushed something new out and maybe some things are, uh, are fixed at that point now. Um, I had a bit of a discussion with Rand Fishkin on Twitter about links, and it really was an interesting discussion. Um, you know, I usually try to stay out of drama and controversial things, but uh, this was something I really wanted to jump into. So what Rand asked, he was asking Danny Sullivan um, whether, uh, I'll read out his question. Clarifying question on link schemes. If a publisher's licensing agreement requires search engine followable links, to republish their content, does that violate Google's guidelines? Or is it kosher to ask for a followed link if someone's republishing your stuff? Now there's a few things in here. And so my first response to this was, yes, that goes against Google's guidelines. The part that I'm concerned about is where Rand was saying it's a requirement. Um, if you make it a requirement that if, you know, if you say, hey, you're welcome to use my content, but you absolutely must link to me with a followed link, that, according to things that John Mueller has said in Help Hangouts, is against Google's guidelines. What Danny clarified, though, is that it's perfectly okay to ask for the link. So if you um, are a large publisher and somebody wants to republish your content and you say, sure, you can republish it, but we'd really appreciate that you link back to our site, that's okay. Where it becomes a problem is when you're doing it on a large scale and it's super obvious that you're trying to manipulate Google. So, for example, 
Um, you know, if you ask a couple of large publishers to link back to you, that's one thing. If you ask, uh, I think in Danny's example, he said 20 or 25 publishers to link back and you're saying, you know, you must link back with this anchor text, then it's starting to look more like a link scheme. So my view on this is biased because for years, most of you know that I probably um, probably know that I did a large number of link audits. I still do a large number of link audits and I see the link schemes and it's super obvious when, you know, if you have a really cool article that people are republishing, um, news outlets are grabbing it and they want to republish it and they link back to you, that's, you know, that happens. But when you're doing it as a link scheme, when you've said, ah, this is a way that we could get lots of links to our site, it's very, very obvious when I'm reviewing links. So if I can see this, then Google's algorithms can see this. So it's not really a controversial topic, um, you know, but it could be. And I, I, you know, Danny said when he tweeted, he's like, oh, I can see the headlines now that uh, somebody's going to write a post that says Google says it's okay to do large scale link outreach. And that's not the case. Um, and I really liked Barry Schwartz's post that he wrote on this. I was, I was kind of scared to see it because I was worried that it was going to make me look like, oh, Marie doesn't know what she's talking about. But really, thank you, Barry. You didn't uh, come across that way. Um, but what I really liked was that uh, Barry wrote how different Googlers will give different answers to this. And he said, you know, if Gary Ish was asked about this, he'd probably have a sarcastic response. Um, if John Mueller was asked about this, he'd say, look, it has to be no followed. So it's interesting to see how different Googlers will give us different responses. So no wonder uh, some people are having trouble trying to interpret uh, Google's guidelines. Um, you know, if even the Googlers can give us different responses. We got a bunch more mobile first indexing emails. Um, these, up till this point, most of the sites that we got notified were moving to mobile first indexing were sites that were very non-sophisticated. Some of the very early sites that I built in just plain HTML, they've all been moved to mobile first indexing. These latest emails were for sites that did have some JavaScript. They did have some things that expand and close. And, uh, and so, um, you know, Google is starting to send more mobile first indexing emails out. Uh, I would still say that the vast majority, probably more than 90% of the sites that I monitor are not yet moved to mobile first indexing. So if you haven't been moved, it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with your site. It's normal. And we don't know how long it'll take to get moved. It may even be another year before sites are moved over. I did find it interesting, though, that uh, John Mueller um, had a tweet uh, in response to me saying, because I said I updated my algorithm checklist to say, you know, if you were affected, if your mobile rankings were affected on uh, this particular date, I think it was like August 7th that these emails went out, then it could be because you've been moved to mobile first indexing. And what John said was that when you get that email, the move has already happened. And maybe it happened, uh, I, he didn't give us a time frame, but I think probably days before that. So that's something interesting to, uh, to take note of. Um, Google is, uh, has announced that they're going to start up in China again. And uh, that's interesting because there was all sorts of censorship issues. Um, and so Google's going to comply with some of the censorship. So um, again, I don't think that's something that uh, most of us as SEOs need to pay close attention to. But, um, you know, if you're involved in any sort of Baidu optimization, you, you probably want to take note that Google is going to be active in China again. 
Um, there are some changes to Google's recommendations on structured data. If you have a non-AMP article page, they're recommending now that you add uh, date published and date modified if you're using schema. That's probably a good idea. There's stuff in the quality readers guidelines that talk about um, is your content kept up to date. And so actually, this is something I should probably implement. My post on Google algorithm updates, I cannot get Google to display the date in the SERPs. I've tried changing the publishing date. I've added last updated date. Um, and I think it has something to do with the fact that uh, it reads as a little keyword stuff. Like the word update is in there hundreds of times. The word Google is in there many times. And I think Google may have this pegged as a lower quality page. But still, I may try uh, adding some schema and seeing if I can get Google to recognize the last updated date. There was something that we published in a past newsletter too where Dan Schur had noted that when he changed uh, a piece of content to reflect that it had recently been updated, it saw a boost in rankings too. So I don't recommend that you artificially go in. I mean, I've seen people use PHP scripts so that every time you go on any one of their articles, it says it was updated that morning. That's kind of silly to do that. But I do recommend that you go in regularly and check your, uh, your articles. And I know that that's tough. I mean, I don't do that. Um, I think eventually as our team grows to have enough people to um, to keep on top of things like that, I probably would make that somebody's job is to uh, to go in on a quarterly basis and determine, are there articles here that we could update? Are there things that we need to, uh, to change on our site? Um, and I know that that's difficult for those of you who are large publishers, but I do think it's something that contributes to quality. Uh, and so it's worthwhile keeping your articles updated. Um, there are some new SERP uh, changes that were announced by Gary Ish at Google Dance in Singapore. Um, and Jennifer Slag has written a really good article on this where now uh, there's going to be more stuff like frequently asked questions and Q&A sections right in the search results. Um, the way I understand it, these look sort of like answer boxes or people also ask. And then the question is, you know, are these going to be good for publishers or bad? Uh, in some situations, it's sort of the argument about featured snippets. In some situations, you could say, well, you know, Google's just grabbing all my information, so nobody has to come to my website, so that's bad. On the other hand, if you could win that box, there um, is a little button that says click here for more. And, um, you know, I think that that, in a lot of cases with featured snippets, it results in increases in traffic. So hopefully it's a good thing. Uh, the reality is we can't fight against it. So if you have a Q&A type site, that's something that you might want to, uh, to look into. Um, let's talk about some local SEO. There's uh, some new stuff in Google My Business that shows you some user engagement data on Google Posts. I haven't looked into this too much as of yet, but uh, it is something if you're using Google Posts, it'd be interesting to see what types of posts people are actually engaging with. Um, Reserve with Google is now in the UK and in, in Europe, uh, and so that's where you can use third-party uh, platforms to allow people to reserve uh, a table or make an appointment, something like that. Uh, and that's something that if you're in that space, it can make a big difference for a business. So something to, to look at. Uh, in the SEO tools section of the newsletter, I talked a little bit about the Ayima redirect tool. My apologies if I'm saying that wrong. This is something we use all the time. So it's a Chrome extension that you can install. So it's A-Y-I-M-A. 
And you can click on it and see for any site whether you were redirected. It'll tell you if it was a meta refresh, if it was a JavaScript redirect. And um, we find it really, really helpful. So you can see, uh, oh gosh, we went through this path of, you know, we were redirected to uh, the dub 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 and then to the HTTPS version. And then we were redirected to one with a trailing slash. Um, and then, you know, if you see that for your client sites, you really want to minimize the number of redirects that people are going through. So those are some good ways on a page-by-page basis to see what's going on. I've listed a bunch of SEO jobs in my newsletter. Uh, A couple ones that I want to point out, uh, we are still hiring. We have had a real increase in the number of people who are looking for site reviews. I'm going to talk about that in a little bit when we talk about this algorithm update. Um, And that means that we have, uh, once again, we have a bit of a waiting list, which means we need to get more people trained uh, to help us get through these reviews. So we're hiring uh, two people to help with Uh, to become superstar SEO analysts, but we're also hiring a customer service rep. Um, I'm realizing with this algorithm update, I'm spending, uh, and you you think I'm joking here, but uh, one day I spent 13 hours just in email. Uh, And so we're making some systems up to get me out of email. Um, So you may find now that if you're contacting me through my contact form that you actually end up talking to a team member. Um, If it's important for them, uh, for you to talk to me, they'll forward that to me. But we're sort of shifting things a bit. And it's really interesting, you know, growing a business and becoming, uh, you know, I was a solo consultant for many years. And now having my team um, do some of this work is, is a challenge. So we're hiring somebody to be a customer service rep to help um, be a concierge for our clients and get them uh, to the right place where they need to be. So if you're interested in that, um, there's information in the newsletter on how to apply, and uh, we want to be hiring really soon for that. I also have a client, this is a really interesting um, opportunity. It's a client in a very profitable niche, and I'll tell you, uh, his website is doing really well. Uh, He wanted to sell the website and decided not to, and instead he's going to hire a CEO to run it for him. Um, And so if you have good, uh, very broad SEO knowledge, um, so he's looking for somebody with affiliate experience, WordPress experience, a bunch of other things, uh, this is something that could be quite lucrative. It's a remote position. Uh, You can contact me for more details and I can connect you with this client. Um, And uh, one little note, if you're uh, looking to hear me speak, uh, because now I'm going to be talking a lot on the Quality Raiders guidelines, uh, and with this latest update, that's a really hot topic. So uh, my next speaking engagement um, actually is here in Ottawa, where I'm recording this tomorrow. Our event is sold out, so you won't be able to to come to that. That was uh, um, uh, Friday, August 10th. Uh, but I'm going to be in Salt Lake City on August 24th um, for uh, the DMC conference there, and I'll be talking on Google's Quality Raiders guidelines there. So let's talk a little bit more on this algorithm update. So I wrote a post that talked about how uh, definitely your money or your life sites were strongly affected by this update, and in particular, sites that were in either medical niches, um, uh, definitely health and diet related. Now, there were many other sites that were affected. Barry Schwartz did a poll, and 
by far medical sites were the most affected, but uh, there were, you know, a large number of just e-commerce sites that had nothing to do with medicine that were uh, strongly affected as well. And I've seen uh, responses from the tech sector and also financial um, and, and others. I've, I've heard people saying recipe sites, some of them were affected. In my opinion, the biggest factor in this update that seems to be a common thread is trust. So Google's quality raters guidelines, they changed uh, just a few weeks ago. And one of the new things that was added was a line about safety. Um, and so I talk a lot about EAT, expertise, authoritativeness, and trust. And that T is something that we don't pay a lot of attention to. But one of the things that I was seeing is that um, a lot of the sites that dropped were diet sites that sold some type of product or system. And it's not to say that all of these are bad, but we've reviewed some of these sites. And when we look at them, we're like, you know, these products have not great reviews. Um, and realistically, I mean, if you sell a diet product, most of them are a little on the sketchy side. Uh, I mean, I, I, I put in my post, I, I've been following the keto diet for, um, for some time now. I'm down between 25 and 30 pounds. I keep bouncing back and forth. Uh, but I didn't need any extra supplements or, um, you know, a system or anything like that. And I think that Google is recognizing that a lot of these sites that are selling these products are a little bit on the scammy side. And so um, if you're selling a product, you really need to look at your product EAT. This is in the quality raters guidelines that they instruct the quality raters to look at the reputation of the product that people are selling. And I gave an example of how uh, there's a website called dietdoctor.com and they saw incredible gains. They're winning the SERPs for the keto diet right now and they don't sell anything. Um, I'm assuming that they make their money off of ad revenue. Uh, maybe they have some affiliate products in there, but it's really not, it's not up front and center like, hey, you're on our website, you need to buy our product. So uh, again, I, I don't want you to take the, um, you know, I don't want the takeaway to be don't sell products because Google knows that we need to sell products. But Google also knows that if I'm looking for information on, for example, the keto diet, I'm not probably looking for information on what I can buy. I just want information. So I would really put a focus on your customers and um, making sure that everything you do is, is very trustworthy. So let's talk a little bit about EAT. I'm realizing that there's a lot of confusion about this. Um, it blows my mind how many SEOs don't know about EAT. And so EAT is all over Google's quality raters guidelines. Danny Sullivan from Google confirmed that if you were affected by this update, the answers are probably in the quality raters guidelines. Um, just a little bit of a plug here. If you are a paid member of my newsletter, you can get a copy of um, my summary of the quality raters guidelines, along with the checklist that my team and I use uh, when we evaluate sites in the eyes of these guidelines. So, uh, and you can go to mariehaines.com slash newsletter and figure out how to, uh, how to sign up as a paid member there. My apologies for the pitch, um, but we've been seeing a real increase in people who want this, uh, this download because if you were affected by this update, you really need to look at EAT. There are other factors by far. I mean, there's tons of stuff in the quality raters guidelines. But I'm going to be doing a, a seminar soon on EAT and what you can be doing to improve your EAT. So I wrote in my post about your about page 
and people got the wrong idea. Um, so what I wrote was, you need to do everything you can on your about page to brag about your EAT. So if you have awards that you've won, if you've been published in authoritative places, uh, if you've just if you're known in the industry as the best of your uh, the best of its kind, then you need to write about that. You need to publish that. But it's not like Google says, ah, their about page says that they are the authority in the niche, so we must believe that. Gary Ish from Google has said that EAT is primarily based on off-site links and mentions. And EAT, in my opinion, is very hard to fake. So while I do recommend you put that stuff on your about page, it's only going to help you if it actually is true. Um, and so Google looks at, you know, are, are these are, either they look at individuals who write content, but they also look at businesses. So let's say you're a business that sells a diet product. Then what Google's looking at is what is your offsite reputation? You know, if and, and they instruct the quality raters in the guidelines to actually do Google searches where you search for site colon example dot com reviews um, and look at what kind of reviews you have. Now, one of the issues here is that in the diet niches, there's cutthroat competition and you'll find that uh, competitors are leaving negative reviews. I'm really hoping that Google can see through this. But in reality, I mean, what you need to look at is really, really honestly, are your actual customers complaining about your product? And if that's the case, then things need to change. You're not going to rank well on Google if you have a product that people complain about. I've seen this in the past, and I've seen it even more so now. So, um, you know, I'm going to I'm going to do a seminar on EAT, and uh, you can sign up to my newsletter to be notified when that happens. I really want to get it out as soon as possible, but we are crazy busy with uh, site reviews at this point. If you were affected by this update, the question is, can you recover? And anybody who answers that right now. Is, doesn't really know what they're talking about because we don't know. We don't know what Google changed. We know that Google um, demoted a bunch of sites that potentially have trust issues, but can you recover from that? So I'll tell you some experience from the past. We had one client that um, had a, a medical-related site that saw incredible um, drops in uh, back a couple years ago. And this was when I really think that Google started putting EAT into the algorithm in February of 2017. And so uh, I did a review at that time and I said, look, you have EAT issues. And these this client jumped right on that bandwagon uh, and they hired uh, physicians to fact check all of their stuff. And so now all their articles say uh, this article was written by this journalist and this is all the experience that they have in this area. And it was medically fact-checked by Dr. So-and-so. And, um, and then they, you know, they, they did work on updating their citations. They made sure that every claim that they made in terms of medical things was backed by science. Uh, they really made a lot of changes. Now, this site saw massive gains in the August 1st update. And so I believe that uh, their author EAT played a big role in that. So... Is recovery possible? I do think it is, but there are no guarantees. If you existed primarily on the power of, you know, tricks and finding ways to convince Google that you're an authority, but you're not really, then your site may be in trouble. Um, so we, like I said, we have a large number of reviews to work through. We're going to work on as many, uh, my team 
what we do is we sit and we brainstorm. You know, what could this business do to improve their EAT? Uh, how could they get some press that would improve their EAT? Uh, how could they get people talking about them? How could they improve how uh, the public trusts them? And so that's the type of thing we're doing with our reviews. If you're interested in having my team and I review your site, then uh, just go to mariehaines.com slash contact and you can sign up for a review. Uh, like I said, we do have a waiting list and we're, we're working through those uh, as quickly as we can. Um, but, uh, you know, hopefully we'll be able to help some sites see some, some good recovery. Um, I want to also say about the August 1st update, there appears to be a local component to it. And uh, I'm not 100% up to date on this. Um, I'm excited because uh, we're doing our um, Ottawa Quality Seminar uh, tomorrow, uh, Friday, August 10th. And today I'm, uh, I'm soon about to go to the train station to pick up Joy Hawkins and her team. And we're going to have a big talk about what happened with this update. You know, is it local? So Joy is very active in the local space. Uh, and she's seeing things where some sites were filtered out of the local pack and now are back and vice versa. So, uh, and I feel like I've had emails from a number of sites that were multinational, had many, many locations, and uh, they're seeing drops. It seems to me like Google is favoring, in some cases, actual local businesses as opposed to big chains. Um, and this might be, again, related to EAT. Uh, so we have to do some more investigation before we know exactly what's happening at this point. Uh, the next question is whether this update had to do with links. And I have seen some people that I trust say, you know, I think this probably is related to links. I'm not so sure. I do think it's possible that, um, you know, Google changed their uh, view of what are trusted seed sites in the nutrition area. And um, I'm going to talk a lot about that in my EAT article that's coming up, what a seed site is and how you need to get links from seed sites or sites that seed sites link to. It sounds like a, um, a tongue twister, but really it's not. Uh, and, um, you know, I think that maybe it's possible that they've discounted some links that used to count. Uh, but there were sites that saw massive gains in this update that really didn't have much in the way of uh, a, a link profile. Now, who knows? Maybe that means that sites that were ahead of them um, had some links demoted. I, I really don't know. But I'm going to keep an eye on this. Um, I do have one client that has some a bit of a sketchy link profile from the past that did see some drops. So it is possible. But uh, at this point, I think that this update was primarily about trust. Um, and so if you were affected, I'd highly recommend that you read the Quality Raiders Guidelines, especially the sections on EAT. Uh, and some of the examples in the Quality Raiders Guidelines that Google gives can be really helpful as well. So that's all we're going to talk about for this episode. We're a little bit longer than, uh, than usual, but there was a lot to talk about in terms of this update. As always, you can reach me at mariehaines.com slash contact and um, uh, just know that uh, my inbox is pretty crazy full right now, so I may not be able to reply right away. Um, so I hope that your rankings have improved this week. Uh, one final note about the algorithm update is that just this morning, um, as of uh, this is Thursday, August 9th, Danny Sullivan tweeted that the update has fully rolled out. So um, there will always be changes in Google's uh, algorithms and where you rank. But um, if you're wondering if you were affected by the update, then uh, this is it. So hopefully it was a good thing. And uh, I look forward to keeping you updated as things go along. Thanks. Thank you.